the hell have you been? Um, uh, plumbing stuff. That's not where you've been. Doing laundry? Where have you really been? Plumbing stuff and doing laundry? Is there a girlfriend that we don't know about? No. Hmm. Where have you been? Been here waiting for you. Well, you've been doing more than that. Like what? I don't know. But I know you're not just sitting there waiting for me. Yeah, that's pretty much all I do. Who's screaming? Uh, they're playing the Spider-Man game. They're screaming in the Spider-Man game? Yeah. Huh. Well, they're not screaming. It's the characters that are screaming. Oh, okay. Spider-Man just constantly screams. <laughs> he screams in horror at the, at the things coming out of his fingers. Mm-hmm. Is that still how he gets up walls? It's got no, little, little not, things. Not for like twenty years now. Oh, okay. So how's he stick this stuff now? Uh, he uh, has uh, rubber cement. <laughs> really? No, I, I don't know. Little suction pads in his fingertips, maybe. Yeah, could be. Okay. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I, I've learned how to run a snake through a drain. And I just that left snake. Well, yeah, why'd you do that to a snake? It had to go somewhere. Hmm. It had to go somewhere? Yeah. I can think about 15 different places you could put a snake that would be better. What, really? Where? Not down your drain. I mean, you know, snakes go into holes and stuff all the time. Mm. That's why you call it snaking the drain. Uh, we had our sewers uh, snake as well. At home or at work? At home. Oh. But for some reason, didn't keep me from talking to you. That's because you had somebody do it. What's wrong with you? Oh, I got it. Mm. And, uh... Addison has a toothache. Hi, Addison. Long time no see. Speak. Whatever. No talk. Yeah. I just recently saw your name listed as colorist on a book that had me credited as letterer, but I never worked on. Oh, yeah. Which one was that? I remember when that happened. I think it was a dynamite book. Yeah. I can't remember. There was a mix-up with somebody I'm working on another project with that thought I had lettered something I hadn't lettered, and I went to go look it up to make sure I, like, that I hadn't. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I remember when that happened. I remember telling the, uh, telling the editor that I noticed that, but <laughs> but no, I guess there's plenty of them out in the world. It's. I mean, that's happened a couple of times to me where I, I guess I. Either I'm, I think that was the first time I had, that ever happened to me, where I had, I had never worked on the book. Like mm-hmm. I've had it happen before when like there were different letters for different parts of the book or whatever. Yeah. Or different chapters of the book, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Anyway. So. Uh, yeah. Drains—they're not fun. Um, 
and you really don't want to see the crap that comes out of them. Yeah, I do. <laughs> no, you don't. Dude. It's my I mean, at one point we pulled something out that was like the size and shape of a rat. Was it a rat? It was not a rat, in fact, but it, it was pretty gross. Yeah. It was not a rat, in fact. It's true. Uh, one does not simply pull a rat from a drain. So, um, but yeah, that was fun because I. I was dicking around with it for a couple of days because I couldn't figure out what was wrong. My shower wouldn't work, so I had to... Well, my shower wouldn't drain. So I had to keep... Is that you had to do it? Was that... Oh, oh, say what? Is that why you had to do it? Because your shower wouldn't drain? Yeah, well, I mean, that's... Why else would I just run a snake down a drain if, it, if the drain was working for me? I don't know why you do anything. Anyway, so yeah, that was just... I had to keep going over to my parents' house to borrow their shower and shit for a couple of days, and that sucked. Yeah, and then, uh, of course, I still wouldn't do my parents' laundry. I assume my mom's doing a lot better, though. She's driving herself around now. Yeah? Yeah. And she's actually giving up the walker. She still takes a cane with her in case she needs it. But going to ask. Yeah. Um, so that's that's real good. She should be going back to, actually going physically back to work soon. She's been working from home. Yeah. Um, and she's... Like, yeah. this past week, she's actually gone back to, like, doing a choir like, thing and stuff like that. Like, is she happy? Yeah, she seems like she's doing pretty well. I mean, she's got some aches and pains and stuff, but uh, you're going to have aches and pains at that age anyway, so. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm happy about that. That's real good. And uh, I watched a weird movie a week or so ago. I had a, a cameo by Alex Lifeson in it. What? And the movie was produced and partially scored by Slash. What? What movie? Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It was this weird sort of Cronenbergian body horror science meets uh, doppelganger kind of dimensional movie. And it was called... Are you going to uh, tell me the name? As soon as I find it, yeah. It was called. What was it called? Where are you? Uh, the breach. The breach. Yeah, and I think it was. It was either this year, or it came out this year, or last year. I think. And Alex Lifeson is that. It's listed as coming out this year. Uh, well, he's like in a. He's a cameo, and he's just on a computer screen, <laughs> and he's playing like a, uh, like a conspiracy theorist kind of d- dude. Really? Yeah. I don't get it. I guess it's a Canadian movie. I don't know. <laughs> what? I don't know. The Breach. It wasn't terrible. I mean, I you know, you have seen much worse than this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I continue to see much worse. I mean, I have seen much worse than this movie. So, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't terrible. It's got elements of like the body horror kind of thing going on in it and it's it's sort of about doppelgangers like trans-dimensional doppel- doppelgangers okay it's not my favorite thing but I bet it's okay yeah it wasn't terrible um, but yeah that, I thought I just thought that was weird because I, I wasn't expecting it and all of a sudden he's on the screen and I'm just like what? <laughs> yeah um what else is new? 
I've read some comics. Really? Some of the ones I've talked about that I picked up and had sitting around waiting for me to read them, but I finally got around to reading them. Um, the How to Talk to Girls at Parties graphic novel, I guess it is, OJN. Um, which, you know, I already knew what the story was, so that, that was good. And the art was what I expected from Ba and Moon, which is also good. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a slim volume, so it's a quick read, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. I had forgotten, though, how much the movie uh, like uh, expanded on the story <laughs> or oh, changed stuff, you know, like because I guess I mean this the original short, I guess you know, would have made maybe like a half hour episode of like a Outer Limits or something, you know. <laughs> but um, I guess to make it a movie, they wanted it to be bigger and do different stuff. But it's uh, it's kind of like um. You know, when you see different versions of Douglas Adams, like Hitchhiker's Guide stuff. I guess. Oh, right, yeah. So it's it's like not one's not necessarily better than the other. They all kind of work together. The one is better. I don't know. I mean, I like the movie, but I like the sh- the short too, and this comic was really good. So that's just weird. That it's already this old. I think it came out in like '06 or something. I don't remember. No, oh. it wasn't that. One no six. It was probably like 2016. I'm trying to look it up. There should be a credits page in here, right? Uh, yeah, 2016 came out. So. Which I think was like two years, three years before the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing I read was that Redbone biography. Oh, right. How was it? Um, it was good. It was really informative, especially because I didn't really know anything about the band, you know? Yeah. Like, I didn't realize that the two brothers, they were brothers, the main guys of the band, um, were, like, doing stuff before this band, you know, like, musicians that were session players and writers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, apparently they encouraged the Doors to kind of change their style a little bit, and then that's when the Doors got big, at least according to this. Yeah, according to that. Right. Um, what is, what is, what was their deal, like? What do you mean? Uh, how, what, what were the doors before they suggested? I guess I'm trying to see if I can find that right part. Essentially, like I guess they were playing stuff that just wasn't like poppy enough or something. Poppy. And so the one, like the one main guy, I can't remember their names, <laughs> but he was like, oh, wait, here it is. I found the section. Uh, I guess they were being too obscure or something like they were being too artsy with the music from what uh, I'm gathering from here. Okay. Yeah. And so they were like, you know, just make it a little more accessible, you know, and, and they were like, whoa, what's our art? And he's like, come on, just because, just because you can dance to it doesn't mean it's not got no brains. Yeah. And so, you know, a week later they wrote on, wrote Light My Fire, you know, apparently. <laughs> that, was, that was quick. Yeah. Well, things moved fast back then. And I guess, um, well, what this book says is that it was actually Jimi Hendrix that gave him the idea to start a, an all-Indian band. What do you mean, gave them the idea? Them being Indians didn't give them the idea? No, because they, they were passing as Mexican. <laughs> For real? Yeah, I mean, they were passing as Mexican to get jobs and stuff because I guess there was less of a stigma being Mexican than there was being American Indian. 
That's weird. At the time. Because um, you figure, I mean, this is before all the big late 60s, early 70s, like the um, the Indian movement, you know, AIM, American Indian movement. Yeah, like before cool. that got real big and, and people became more conscious of what, what was going on with the Indians, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they were passing as Mexicans and stuff, so they could get jobs in the music industry. Um, but I, I guess, and I didn't know this either. Hendrix was part Indian. I did not know that. And um, he had, was seeing them at the club that they regularly played at, and they were talking, and he was like, "You know, you should start a, an all Indian band. You and your brother and some other people, because I think another guy in their house band was like an Indian." Um. And then they didn't do that right away, but you know, after a little while, it kind of gelled in, and he was like, "Oh yeah, we should do that." <laughs> um, and this goes into a little bit of like what was going on with the Indian movement at the time too. So it's not all about Redbone; it's kind of like about them and, and the times because they donated the first all the proceeds from their first couple of albums to the uh, American Indian movement. Well, they must have been doing pretty good. Then. Yeah, that's the other thing I didn't know is before "Come and Get Your Love," they had like. Like really good album sales and stuff, you know. Interesting. But "Come and Get Your Love" is the only one I ever remembered from the radio. And part of it is is that they they weren't as big in America as they were in Europe and um, like well, yeah, overseas in Europe and I think maybe South America. Because uh, like their album sales over there were like huge. Huh. I wonder why. And again, I think it probably had to do with them being Indians. Like here, it was a. Not necessarily a selling point, whereas overseas it was, you know. Hmm. Um, so yeah, this was written by Christian Stabler, and I think he's Dutch. I can't remember, but he um he was like the runs the biggest Redbone website fan fan site kind of thing. Interesting. And so he's been talking to these guys and, and about these guys for years before he did this anyway. Interesting. And um, the artist is Tabo. How do you say T H I B A U L T? Is that Tabo? Tibble. Tibble. Okay. I guess I don't know. Tibble Balaby. Oh, it was also co-written by uh, Sonia Peloni. Hmm. Um, and the arts. I don't want to describe it. The art's good, but it's it's not like what you think of necessarily as just being straight up comic book art. Yeah. It's more of like when, when Simon and Schuster publishes a graphic novel and most of the time it's like more fine arty looking. Yeah. Or illustrative, I guess, or something. Mm-hmm. Um I will say it's a little difficult to read um from the standpoint of flow because there's not there's only a few pages that are paneled. Here and there. Most of it's just sort of like a freeform collage kind of thing. Um, so sometimes it's hard to tell where your eye is supposed to go next, like which yeah. bit of text you're supposed to read next. I don't know Sometimes it works. Um, it, I, that technique I find works best in small doses. Like if you're, if you do it in the middle of something, this suggests something a little more freeform. Mm-hmm. But yeah, an entire novel of it does, it just does weird things to the eye when you're trying to read it. It makes it harder to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I said, a really informative book. I enjoyed it. Oh no! Well worth reading. Uh, and then the third one I read was I read that Hawk the Slayer sequel to the movie. 
Watch for me in the night. That's the title of it. Uh, but it's uh, Garth Ennis and um, Henry Flint on art. Mm-hmm. It looks very British. Uh, but it's I I will hazard a guess that if you like the movie, there's a very good chance you'll like this. Okay, so nobody will like. <laughs> I liked it. Apparently, Simon Pegg liked it. He did the forward. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, this is just one of those weird movies that I've always liked anyway, like Kroll and, and um, just oddball, that oddball weird fantasy thing that was going on in the early 80s, you know? Yeah. And this, I know it's a good follow-up to the movie. Wait, is Jack Palance is in that movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was one of his string of, like, B- fantasy horror stuff. Yeah, I'm going to be the bad guy in every fantasy movie for some reason. Yeah. Because what, it, wasn't it him and Sword and a Sorcerer? No. No, that was Bull. Richard, yeah, uh, Richard Maul and Richard Lynch. Right, right, okay. Yeah. Guys in but, um, and I don't know, you know, just that whole scene of the, there was weird science fiction, weird fantasy yeah. Weird barbarian movies. He's a bad guy and uh, outlaw outlaw of gore. Gore. And then there's Yor. Yeah. <laughs> he is not in Yor. In Ator. <laughs> he might be no, John Saxon is in Ator. Ator Ator is a post apocalyptic movie though, isn't it? No, fantasy movie. Okay, what's the one I'm thinking of with the guy on the like people are on motorcycles and the guy's got the skull car. Skull car? That could be anything. The Italians made a lot of those. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but um So yeah, I don't know. That's what the three I've read. I still haven't read any current comics. <laughs> yeah. I need to get back on that wagon again, man. I understand, but I'm so far gone. Got to, got to keep up with the current trends and events and whatnot. They don't keep up with me, so why should I keep up with them? <laughs> well, it's uh, your job. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I've been pondering that myself, actually. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, uh... But, um, yeah. I watched, uh, Snyder's Justice League. Not the, not the long one, the short one I watched. Okay. Because I, in the time I had to watch it, I didn't feel like I could do like three plus hours. Mm hmm. And the two, two hours of this, that was actually kind of felt longer than it needed to be. It wasn't, I mean, it's, it's a better movie. I thought it was better than Superman versus Batman. Um, yeah, mm, mm, yeah. It didn't drag quite as much. Yeah. And I mean, I guess that was helped by the fact that there were so many characters and stuff going on, but it still was way long, man. <laughs> like it felt felt long. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. that's—I mean—that's the thing. I don't mind a long movie if it doesn't feel like it's longer than what it already is. You know. Mm-hmm. We're kind of just waiting for it to pass by. I hear you. 
hear you. I threw them And it took so damn long to get Superman into the movie. <laughs> and when they finally did, he doesn't really do much. Yeah, he doesn't do much. It's like, well, really? You guys could have just sort of done all this without him, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, not sure. I, I, I don't know. Is that the same Barry Allen that's in the Flash movie? Yeah. He was a little, uh, annoyingly neurotic? Yeah, he's annoying. He's super annoying in the movie. Oh, is he? Yeah. I haven't watched that yet. Yeah. Um, I like Cyborg. Cyborg's okay. Uh, again, I guess they do stuff with him. They do develop him a little bit. I, apparently his story gets more flesh in the three-hour one. Yeah, but not so much that you care. I don't even care about anything that I mean. <laughs> yeah, well. Um, so anyway. Oh, and I saw Renfield. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Did, did you think so? I liked it. Really dumb. It is, but I like that's what I liked about it. Yeah. I was not expecting it to be an action movie. <laughs> And it's just so, uh, I don't want to say, like, he, the Renfield himself's just so kind of, uh, childish, childishly goofy, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And of course, Nicolas Cage is him. He's over the top. Yeah, he's perfect. So yeah, I, I enjoyed that. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. And, um, oh, and I also watched Last Night in Soho, Edgar Wright movie. Did you like that? Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, I yeah. really liked some of the visuals in that, like when she's dreaming, not dreaming, well, I guess she's dreaming. It kind of bleeds over into her real life. Um, right. But like when she's in the position of the girl from the past and she passes by a mirror and you see the present girl. Mm-hmm. Like I like stuff like that. It was really neat looking. Really well done, I thought. And I didn't... Um, I didn't really twig to the ending until we got to the ending, so. Yeah, that's good, I guess. You weren't annoyed by it or nothing. You thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Good. I, um, I was, and I'm pleasant, I'm always pleasantly surprised when I don't figure out the ending. Because you see enough stuff, you kind of like see things falling into patterns and you just guess what's going to happen next and you're mm-hmm. right, yeah. you know. It's, just, it's hard to surprise people, but, oh, uh, I would, I w- if you really want your want like that full, ex- I would ex- suggest uh, um, um, Mrs. Davis. Who? The TV show Mrs. Davis. Oh, I haven't seen that. Because you want, yeah. We I, Josh really likes that show. <laughs> uh, it, you will never guess what's going to happen from episode <laughs> to episode. Is it's very fun. Okay, so it, it, it's not to the point where, like... Because sometimes in the, in the, I guess, in the quest to actually surprise an audience, they'll just pull something out of nowhere that makes no sense. You know? uh, everything dovetails together. It never, it doesn't really leave anything up in the air. They answer all the stuff they... You know, it's one of the Lost guys, and I think those guys are real gun-shy ever since Lost, so they... <laughs> They go out of their way to make sure they dot their uh, eyes and you know stuff like that and uh, all the stuff now. So cross their streams. 
Yeah. It's the best show ever made. Yeah. <laughs> what? Better than uh, Stargate Universe? Oh, man. Uh, I, just, yeah. I remember you particularly yeah. liked that show. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. I did particularly like Stargate Universe. But I, so, Stargate Universe, I don't think anybody else ought to like. I just I appreciate it, if that makes sense. There you go. So I mean, lots of other people do, but I don't think anybody else is like kind of required to. <laughs> this is Davis is good in a way that everybody ought to like, <laughs> but that I don't think everybody will, if that makes sense. That's how the two differ in my mind. Like Better Off Ted. Better Off Ted, you're... Yes. Yeah, I forgot how much you still talk about that show. Dude, that show was just too good for us. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. So is this on... It was ahead of it. It was really ahead of its time. That's true. I think we're going to be saying the same thing about Mrs. Davis in five years, ten years. Is she a nun? She is a nun. Okay. I mean, that is a fact in that show. She is a nun. And this is a... Is this only on Peacock? Yes. Uh, For now, yes. Okay. Well, all right, then. Is a very good. It zigs and zags, and you will never know what's happening next. And you will, at least once a show, go, oh, what? <laughs> well, all right then. And you can you can watch that like it's what ten episodes, something like that, and then you'll know more about cinema than Sean. Hmm, that's not hard. Oh. <laughs> I think he just moved up on his death list. Mm-hmm. Oh well, you know he's he's been bu- now that he's a dad. I think he put Mars on the back burner, so I'm not scared of him anymore. So long. Yeah, whatever. He's just gonna wait. Yeah. It might be. You know, it might it might end up that Porter takes us all to Mars. Mm-hmm. It's that. like I wouldn't be. You know, that would be a Mrs. Yeah. Davis. I wouldn't expect that. <laughs> She'd be like, hey, Mrs. Davis 2 is playing inside this building, and then it turns into a space shuttle and takes us to Mars. <laughs> a generational... It's an AI of me. Yeah, there's the robot with like a TV screen of Sean's face for a head. <laughs> Except it looks like one and of those... we're all going, wait a minute, why are you dead and we're still alive? <laughs> Hello. It looks like one of those old Tamagotchi graphics, though. Yeah, he lo- yeah he's a Tamagotchi. It's like uh, Saturn's Saturn Five and Tamagotchi. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, how long will it take for this generational vendetta to actually occur? Who knows? I'll, you know, I uh, I'm not worried. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, the future's uh, an open window, man. I'm not, I'm not worried until you get pushed out of it in space. In space, yeah. <laughs> Space, the refuge. Well, you know, the more, I don't. I, I, obviously, I don't think about this a lot. No. But when no. I do think about space, it horrifies me. I would never want to ever go to space, ever. I think it changed William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean when he went up there when he was eighty something just recently? Yeah, yeah. Did he confess to killing his wife yet? No. Allegedly, 
Well, <laughs> I've never heard anybody can, like accuse him of it. Accuse. Um, uh, I think that William Shatner killed his wife. Allegedly. But I've never heard. Well, but it's not allegedly. I said I think that. You don't allegedly think that. I don't allegedly think that. I think he did. Do you have evidence that's not circumstantial? No, I just think it's, you know, you come home and your wife's floating down in a pool and that's what you tell the cops. I think you did it. (laughs) You don't think that could have been an accident? Yeah. Uh, All right. Just like I think that Christopher Walken probably had something to do with Natalie Wood dying. You think Christopher? Yep, him, and, him and Mr. Hart killed Natalie Wood. Allegedly? Heart to heart, she's dead. Number two killed Natalie Wood. Wasn't Christopher Walken, like, drunk or passed out or something at the time? Was that? Wasn't he drunk or passed out at the time or something? Who? Robert, um... Uh, no, Christopher Walken. I, uh, I don't know. Is Robert Wagner and, uh... Christopher Walken were on that boat. Yeah. And she supposedly wanted to go back to shore, so she took one of the the short boats or something? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. In the middle of the night? <coughs> they killed her. They put a little plaid skirt on her. Hmm. Is that a euphemism? For them killing her, yes. They killed her. Oh, so, killed? Uh, yes. Get out of here. <laughs> Verbal play. I get you now. Um. So anyway, <laughs> where, where do we where do we go from that? I get sued. What are they gonna do? Well, as long as you say it, in my opinion, I mean that's how Trump gets away with everything. Don't put me in the same boat as that guy. And he never does that. He never covers his own ass. He says, they tell me, or I've heard, or in my opinion. He says stuff like that. That's how he, he tries to cover his ass from getting sued. I say, I think. I take some responsibility. Well, all right, then. I allegedly think for my... <laughs> but only in Saturn... What is it? Saturn what? No, Mars. He wants us to go to Mars. No, we, we were talking about the movie. Saturn Five. Yeah, Saturn Five Tamagotchi. Saturn Five Tamagotchi. Yes, he looks like the the dudes from Saga with the TV set. Yeah. Um. Oh, did you see the uh, Five Nights at Freddy's movie that Nicolas Cage was in? It wasn't a Five Nights at Freddy movie. It, it seemed like it, but it, yeah. It might I've as seen, well have been. <laughs> yeah. I have seen Willie's Wonderland. Yeah. But Nicolas Cage isn't in it. Oh, you mean the official? Yeah. I'm, no, I'm t- He asked me about the Five Nights at Freddy's movie that Nicolas Cage is oh. in. Pay attention. I didn't hear. I don't know why I'm interacting. Yes, I don't either. Allegedly. <laughs> hmm. Anyway. That movie was inspired because he speaks not a word of dialogue. Yep. And yet he still manages to be 
Nicholas you Cage. know, it's it's extreme. It's repetitive and kind of you know not much to it, but it's still an entertaining movie. Yeah. Very effective. A use. lot of it does have to do with the way he. I mean, that guy's crazy, right? But he's really good at what he does. Allegedly. Yeah. He. Then that's the thing. Is like you would think. Off the top, like my knee-jerk reaction was, he's not saying a damn word. What a waste of Nicolas Cage. Because I mean, part of his charm is just that weird-ass verbal tick he goes into. You know, it can be yes, but he has many uh, brushes in his uh, in his uh, paint kit, and this movie shows it. So I was uh, really surprised by that, and I enjoyed it. I mean, if if it was somebody else in that movie, I probably would have just thought, eh, it's a dumb movie. Honestly. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, that was, that was pretty good too, though. I liked it. Um, I honestly thought you were going to ask me if I'd seen the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. I'm like, when would I have gone to see that? Is that, is that out? It's in theaters, I think. Oh, okay. Is that on the Nicholas Cage? Yes. Allegedly. Uh, what'd you do for Halloween? Uh, I watched a movie called uh, It Lives Inside. When's that from? When's that from? Yeah. Came out this year. Okay. It's a... Uh, like a... Uh, like Indian American... Uh, Indian American horror movie. And I don't mean Indian American as in Native American. I mean Indian in America. And you have to do barrel for apples. I'm trying to see if I've seen this. I've been watching a ton of stuff on Pluto. It's got an actress from a TV show I like called Never Have I Ever. Yeah. It's really good. Whenever I, whenever I think... I don't think I've seen this. Yeah, well, I mean, it just came out. I was looking for stuff and I couldn't find anything on... Shutter or any, well, actually, I tried two movies on Shutter, and they looked so cheap and annoying. And then I usually like cheap and annoying, but I wanted to sit and watch a movie. You know? Right, right. Uh, sorry, everybody's talking over here. But. That's all right. I'm I'm the one that was you know calling in. Yeah. Um. I've been finding just a lot of odd shit on Tubi recently. I've, I mean, usually I do. I mean, I, I have recently. I found some stuff on there, but you know. yeah. Um, I've been mostly watching other people watch bad movies. Like I've been watching the so bad yeah. good podcast for that. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, YouTube started cracking down on ad blockers this week. Or was it like I don't know what that means. What does that mean? I guess you don't use an ad blocker on your browser. No. <laughs> okay. No, um, I, I get all the ads. Ad blockers are, I mean, they're what they say they are. You know, they block pop-up ads and, and advertisements. Yeah. And, and this particular thing, you know how YouTube will show you like an ad every, you know, 30 seconds. That's a 30-second long ad or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, there's even ad blockers that block those so that the video plays seamlessly. Yeah. And I, they've had enough of that, I guess. So they, they're aggressively detecting and blocking these now, and they, they're using a three-strike system that if you don't yeah. disable your blocker, uh, basically just prevents you from watching any videos on YouTube. 
And, um... What is annoying? Well, it really is, because, I mean, if they were reasonable about the ads, I still wouldn't like them, but I might not have gone to the extreme block of them. Because, I mean, I've run into a situation where I'm watching a three-minute video, and they've got, like, three 30-second ads in it. Yeah, so the size of the column yeah, right now... Yeah, pretty much every... Well, they, uh, they the, they, uh, YouTuber that I listen to has nothing but complaints about the current state of YouTube. Yeah. They, um... It's just one of those. It's like Cory Doctorow, you know, basically coined a term called "shitification," <laughs> and you know, it applies to a lot of businesses. Amazon's one of them. Um, you know, Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> you know, or X, I guess. Yeah. As in the service that formerly used to be useful. Um, yeah, well, that's the problem. It's, I mean, you see it in, in anything that 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 realizes a sort of like a, uh, uh, widespread use, and when somebody sees that they can uh, market it the way that you know more grassroots people have started to, they're like when the corporate basically when the corporations become involved. Oh yeah, which yeah. Is always the same. That's what ruins everything, right? When the corporate, and that's why it becomes. It's like that's what ruins it because they have a bottom line, and if you can't reach a certain level that they need, uh, it fucks everything up. And that's how YouTube is, and that's how everything is. You know, um, right. I mean, because I mean, there is a difference. I'm not saying capitalism bad. You know, like right. I'm saying unfettered capitalism where. Yeah, you try to scrape every goddamn dime out of something to the point where you're ruining your own service. It really That's does bad. seem. It really does seem like you know the the, the the milk and honey days are when something reaches like a medium sized level, right? Yeah, when it can function and it's yeah, making some money, but it's also providing service. And when the company comes in and says we can do something with this, and then they make it mega. Always terrible. Always, always unusable. And because they come in and they think, well, this will make it scalable and everybody will want this and nobody wants it. Right. And the biggest joke is when they try to spin it like they're doing it for the users. Yeah. And it, it rarely is something anybody. Well, you know, wants. In a way they, yeah, in a way they think they are. They think that they're making it usable for. Everybody, like the lowest common denominator, so that they can get every little last dime and stuff. And the fact of the matter is, none of those people that they think that they're going for were ever going to use it in the first place. And really, it's all just they a bullshit excuse for them to implement this change so that they can scrape another, you know, a few bucks out of it or something. Yeah, that's what they want. They want because they have shareholders and they have to get bigger every year. They have made it so that they have, when you have to get bigger every year, you have no choice but to become crappy because there is a ceiling. You know, you can't become bigger every year. You know? It's like partially that always surprised me when cell phones and like internet service made the move from being like, um, well, internet service specifically from being like minutes based subscription based type thing mm-hmm. to just being like carte blanche. Yeah. Um, with, with prices based on like speeds or something instead, because it's like, I can't believe they actually gave up 
the, the business model that they had before. <laughs> but it's like, I mean, you know, in parallels of stuff. Like, remember when cable, the big draw of cable was no ads, right? Right. And then they got well, people that, on cable and they brought in ads. That's a perfect example of, you I'm know, so, they, they, they've done this thing where, you know, subscribe to our service and you yeah, won't so, have so ads. Say, and now all of those services have I, ads. Well, I right. And Amazon's you know, even making a move. Like, be, uh, the, the satellite radio. They all have ads. Yeah. And even now, Amazon's doing it. Even if you're a Prime member, they're going to start showing ads on Prime included content. Yeah. Not just the freebie stuff, you know? And it's like, that is not something, and, and it's not like Amazon's hurting for money. <laughs> like, you know, no, they're, they're not, not losing money by not running ads on this stuff. I mean, they're they're not realizing money by not running ads on it, but they're not losing it either. You know. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know what the answer is. I'm giving up my Prime subscription when it runs out this year. Like, yeah. I'm just going to start doing what I did before I got Prime and ganging up my stuff with the free shipping. And if I yep. want to watch something on freebie, I'll watch something on freebie. You know? Right. I mean, that's really about the only thing I can do is show my displeasure by not supporting them that directly anymore. Yeah. I hear you. Because, um, I mean, there's plenty of options now, too. It's not like Amazon. Back in the day when it was Amazon and Netflix were the only game in town. Mm-hmm. was actually part of the honey days because, you know, that's when... There was so much more content on both of those platforms because nobody else had their own thing going. Yeah, that's the other thing. Is a lot of these people have taken their content off of there, right? Also, I hate the word content, but it does kind of apply in this situation. Well, media, whatever you want to call it, you know. I mean, it's just I'm not saying content in the sense of we have to create content. I'm just saying that. I, you, like I said, I think it applies. They're properties. How about that? But um, yeah, I mean, ever since stuff splintered, you've got. I mean, I, I could probably name a dozen different services off the top of my head, and that's not even, like, scratching the surface of how many there probably actually are. Yeah, I was talking Yeah, I was talking to a friend the other day about, about how, like, um, you know, I cut cable to, to save myself this headache, and now it's twice as bad, you know? Yeah. It's funny to talk, because, I mean, all this stuff's happening pretty fast. Um, Very. Because 20 years ago, none of this was around 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, YouTube was, but I'm saying streaming services other than, other than that, really. Daily Motion, I guess, showed videos. Daily Motion, yeah. And there was probably like a couple others, but YouTube was really like the first um, first one with impact, I think. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's like just in the space of... Because I, I went and looked it up to like when I joined Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until like 2015... I didn't join Prime until 2015. <laughs> I'm thinking, man, I thought I was on that like 10 years earlier than that. Yeah. And um, so I'm like, you know, I lived perfectly fine without being on Prime like and shopping on Amazon for all those years. Like, And when I joined Prime, it, it was actually kind of worth it. Yeah. It was definitely worth it. Because I, I, I had dropped my Netflix uh, subscription. And I was like, I still wanted to, like, to have stuff available to watch. So it was worth it. Like. Plus, I got the other benefits that Prime offered at the time. And then I realized after a few years, I wasn't using most of anything except the video and the free shipping. I've never listened to an audiobook on there. <laughs> yeah. I don't do any of the game stuff. Like, stuff oh. like, you know. So, I don't know. And plus, they they just keep getting shittier every year. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Sure. Like, you know, I used to go there a lot because they would have the crap movies. Right, right. But it's not worth it for those people to put their movies up there so they don't have them up there anymore. And I don't even know. They've also made it very hard for you to find them. Yeah, yeah, they do. I mean, they didn't they just lose a lawsuit for putting their thumb on the scale as far as search results go? I don't know. Okay, allegedly, I think. <laughs> I think I remember reading about that, that that they just lost a lawsuit recently. But, um, but one other, one Andrew, come here and talk to Crank while I go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Hello, hello. Hey, how's it going? It's going all right. All right. What are you working on? Uh, today, um, it is uh, some commission work and uh, some uh, uh, tabletop role-playing stuff. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I got a, a personal commission to do that's Baldur's Gate-themed. Which is fun. Cool. And then I'm doing some design work for um, a Dungeons and Dragons third party uh, adventure. Oh, just like a module thing or something? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. That's cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I always like the art and the, like the D&D manuals and things like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of like. 3.5, so like the 90s uh, D&D books, like that, all that artwork is like what I what I always want to look at. When I was a kid, my dad worked, um, he was working as a night watchman in a printing place in one of those big old, like, piled mortar stone buildings and stuff. Yeah. Really creepy basement. Like, I remember that because I, I, I ran his watch with him one night. <laughs> but, um, they, that place printed uh, like the box tops for the lead miniatures and stuff for Dungeons and Dragons things. Oh, really? So he he'd bring me home like um, runoff copies of them of like the ones that weren't actually stuck to the cardboard <laughs> yet. And I just loved the art on those because it was always just so kind of over the top and painy and very dramatic. But uh, th- this was like eighties stuff, you know. Oh yeah, I, I love all all that eighties uh, fantasy art for like the earlier editions are just like so much fun. I still I still look at them when I when I work on my own stuff for like that that type of genre because I just I just love how all the characters like all the armor it's like kind of simple. It's not as complicated as a lot of like fantasy armor and, and fashion is now. Yeah. yeah. It's just I love it. There's a it's weird. I, I don't. I guess it just has to do with trends. Because like, how does stuff change as a an entire genre, like through the decades? And stuff? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because I like a lot of my favorite fantasy movies are also eighty movie eighties movies. So like, uh, uh, um, Willow and uh, Conan, oh Conan? Dragon Slayer. Oh yeah, definitely Dragon Slayer. And a lot of that is like. Kind of, you know, for me, it's like default fantasy. But but looking at what fantasy is nowadays, like this, like uh, with the Wheel of Time, or um, 
just like a few years back with uh, the uh, Shannara Chronicles. Oh, yeah. Okay. Shannara Chronicles, I think, is like the most modern interpretation of fantasy, like very hipster <laughs> fantasy. Um, I realize like all that 80s stuff is like what I see as traditional fantasy arts is like very like, you know, feathered hair and beards and very 70s in some of its styling. And, like, and, and so it's, it's interesting to think that way and realize like, oh wait, it's always been pretty modern. It's just not modern anymore. <laughs> right. And I guess it's for a lot of stuff like that, I guess it's whatever generation of stuff you first saw when you were young. That's what okay. gets cemented in your mind. Like, oh, yeah. Um, Get in my chair. Oh, man. He's already back. Okay. <laughs> thanks for talking. Hey, thanks for keeping company. <laughs> Are you done talking to more interesting people? <laughs> we were talking about fantasy art. Yeah, I figured that it seemed like you were actually having a conversation, so you probably enjoyed it more. Well, you know, I threw in a reminiscence from childhood, and we talked about, you know, stuff like that. Reminiscent. So did you see we've got a, they're instituting an AI safety commission? <laughs> Our committee? Oh, you know. Our institution, did, that's what they called it. I did see something about that. I mean, that's just so crazy. That's another thing that's happening so fast, so generated, generationally fast, like... Because three years ago, AI was around, but nobody was worried about it. <laughs> you know? Sure. Except for the people who are always worried about the rise of the robots. But well, I mean, there's still, I mean, there's commercials that are like, AI is going to save the world kind of thing. I don't believe Yeah, well, that, that might, that, you know, I mean, AI is just a tool, right? That's the thing, though. AI is getting to the point where it's not just a tool. Cause, I am tool. Well, it's like, you know, you used to be a... a like power. Power is intrinsically isn't good or bad, it's who uses it. But when the power can think for itself, what happens then, you know? Because it makes its own decisions at some point. <laughs> it's heavy, man. Thinking about that, I, I heard a, or I read somebody explaining how they thought of AI art the other day, and they said something that actually kind of... Um, like I, I, you know, I, I thought the same thing, but I didn't. I couldn't figure out how to express it. And they said that you know, using or generating art with AI is it basically you're not making the art; you're you're asking for a commission. Yeah, it's, I guess so. it's the same thing as going to an artist and saying, "Can you draw me a picture of this, this, and put this in it?" You know, like so. Technically, it's not your art. Is what the point of what this person was saying? It's it's a commission that you. Know, you asked for. <laughs> no, that's a pretty good an app description. Because it's, I mean, that's the, it's not just shaking up the regular art world, it's shaking up like the photography world. And it's just causing all kinds of problems for people right now because, it's, you know, it's very disruptive. Nobody knows exactly how to deal with it yet. We live in interesting times. May you live an interesting time. Unfortunately, it's not high times. Oh, it is. It's a 420? Uh, it's 350. Ah. But, um, well, that's good in Magnums. That's not so good for high. Yeah. Because believe me, you don't want to suck on the end of a Magnum. 
believe you. Mm-hmm. That's a weird thing to say. Tell me about it. <laughs> Shut up. That's creepy. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, uh, you know, what's, what's new with you, man? I've been telling you what's new with me. Tell me some more. I don't want to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't want to tell you what's up with me. All right, well. I've been, uh, I've been uh, working on uh, trying to catch up on this Battle Pub thing this week, trying to get as much done as I can. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. I want to get it done so that I can put it out, you know? Right, right. Uh, Mr. Science Theater 14, season 14, is uh, currently being kickstarted or whatever it is they're using. Are you, uh, have you started working on, like, promo stuff? Well, I mean, I did the stuff for the campaign that they're using, so. Right. <laughs> uh, so if anybody still listens to this, I'd appreciate it if you would go. And keep me gainfully employed. I enjoyed last season. Um, As did I. Well, that's cool. So, yeah, going that. What's up? Like, okay, between the city sticker and your license plate sticker and your driver's license, like, what's owning a car run you now in Chicago? Ah, gee, what is... Like, you mean... Saying that you have already paid the car off and there's and you're not counting insurance. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just talking the cost of own, having uh, the car in the city, uh, like legally. The yeah. City, the, the t- license plate, the registration renewal is about 160 something. Wow. 170. And then the city sticker is probably around 100 bucks, I guess. Wow. What's a license but, renewal? I just told you. No, not the plates, but the your driver's license. Oh, like, uh, well, you have to do that pretty infrequently, so. Right, I guess that breaks down. I don't remember. Did you, uh. I think that's probably the cheapest of it all, though, is renewing your license, your license, your uh, driver's license. Yeah, and I mean, I guess especially if you break it down annually. I, I see, I was, I was just about to, I had to go renew my license and my tags this week, and, um. Uh-huh. I was just about to bitch about how much it cost me, but then I realized, holy fuck, I'm, that was a drop in the bucket of what you have to spend. Yeah, and I don't know what, I mean, some place, like in Mississippi, it can, uh, that stuff depends on the value of your car, too. I think that's the way it is in Kentucky still, too. You don't live in Kentucky. No, I live in Ohio. I'm saying that I think oh, they, okay. across the river, that's how they do it, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, do they uh are, do they have to mail you your driver's license there? No. Uh, I've never had that. I've always gone to the DMV. Okay, so in Ohio they started this when did I get my last license four years ago, where um it, it's a new kind of license. It's like a upgraded license you needed to get on the airplanes and stuff. Like, yeah, that that's the thing they're supposed to be implementing countrywide. Oh, so they they're not doing that in. Illinois, then? I no, I think they're supposed to, eventually. Okay. I haven't... I haven't well, uh, here, for some reason, I guess it's part of the security procedure or something. They don't just swap your license out at the DMV. Um, 
you they take your picture and get all your information on it, and then they mail it to you later. I have the uh, whatever that is that universal travel thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I can use that instead, or if I, yeah, I have a special ID for going on planes and stuff. If I watch, I'm not sure. Like, at least four years ago, they were doing a thing here where you could opt to get the old style license, and then I don't know deal with air flight another way. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I think they might have dropped that in the interim because they didn't offer that to me when I went and got it this time. Mm-hmm. And I guess they were also doing eight-year license instead of four-year licenses. You get, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, well, they were doing it here, but then I overheard one of the other attendees say, like, this will be the last year that they're offering that. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, huh. That's weird. If it doesn't make them more money, they're going to stop doing it. Yeah. And plus, I don't know. It's like... If you only make somebody come in every almost a decade <laughs> to get their license, wow. how much are they going to change in a decade? That picture's going to be useless, you know. But um, yeah. So it, yeah, I mean that used to be the way it was when I was in Tennessee. I'm pretty sure that I was like 26 before I had to change my driver's license that had my like my like teenage face on it. Really? Yeah. That's wild. I, I mean, I, I, I was working in Nashville, and everybody was talking They, you know, talking about how bad their driver's license pictures were, so they took out their driver's license, and then I showed them mine, and like the, the, the receptionist at the office I was working at was like, damn, Mike, you used to look good. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I kicked her. You should have kicked her. Did you say kicker or killer? No, I did not say killer. <laughs> so like, I, kicking is any better. So I killed her. Um, yeah. I still got... They used to take the driver's licenses. When you go in to get your new one, they'd confiscate the old one and destroy it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least here now, since they've been doing the thing where they have to mail you the license, they don't take your old one anymore. Hmm. Well, what are you going to do with it? Oh, I, no, I just stick it in the same box I stick in, like, personalized Christmas cards and stuff, you know, like a memory box kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that, that was weird. I kind of wish they would let me keep some of the ones I had over the years because it's kind of like a nice little mile marker thing, you know, all the pictures and how terrible some of them are. Mm-hmm. I, don't know, I don't know that I've ever had, like, a good driver's license picture. But I, well, I, I mean, also haven't really cared much. Ugly, so, so, mm, so what now? It's hideously ugly, so it's hard to get a good picture. Well, you know, I had a whole conversation ready about how ugly I am. I decided... Well, that, that's stupid to say that. Why? Because you're not, so shut up. Well, you keep telling me I am. <laughs> because that's what I do. Words. When's the last time you actually listened to me? Words matter, Mike. Words do matter. Except when I'm saying them. Words and semantics. You're a semantic. I'm just saying. Um, but yeah, I'd like... I, I remember once or twice I'd go in and i purposely just let myself go. Like I'd grow out a beard, big scraggly beard and stuff. 
just because I thought it'd be funny because I, I don't normally look like that, so I pull out my driver's license and people would well, get it. And, I mean, yeah. I've lost fifty pounds since the last <laughs> since my. Stop bragging. I'm just saying, I, I don't look allegedly like my license. Allegedly. I don't look like my license anymore. Supposedly. Just saying. Yeah. Hey, man, it's all right. You can feel pretty if you want. I, I would not say I feel pretty. You feel uh, pretty and, and witty? I feel lighter. And gay? Uh, maybe a little. Pretty and witty and gay. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I guess in the scheme of things, it's like, doesn't really matter because how often do you show your license where somebody actually looks at it and cares what it looks like? Yeah, nobody cares. They just want to make sure you're not somebody else. It's like, another, I read this and it pissed me off. I read this article several months ago and it was about some, I can't remember if the lady was a, a some sort of media star or like an influencer or something like that. Probably. But somehow she managed to finagle getting the DMV to let her bring in like a whole makeup crew and crap and lighting crew. No. To get her license picture taken. No. And it, I'm just like, why? Why would you do that? Like, is is like the DMV goes? Why would you do that? You know? Why are you normalizing like the special treatment of somebody's vanity like that? I mean, that's just the world we live in. It's ridiculous at times, though, man. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. beyond the... No. I don't know, man. Just beyond the, like, beyond the pale of common sense. It, it doesn't make sense at all. Like, no. But, uh, whatever, you know. This is the world we live in. It is the world we live in. These are the hands we're kicking. <laughs> Jinx. Uh, this is why we're friends. Um, well, yeah, sometimes I get on a roll, man, you know, with, the, with those music quotes and stuff. Yeah, and who's going to understand what you're saying if not me? Yeah, you and, probably you and my friend Brian are about the only Your yeah, friend Brian doesn't know as much as me. <laughs> he knows different things from you. <laughs> I'm just jealous of Brian is all. He gets to see you. Well, he lives here. And I live here. And you How many there. does he have? One? Yeah, one girl, teenager. She's a teenager now. Yeah, she's getting. I guess she's got her student license for driving oh already. God, like, I mean, I've never even. I've, have I even met Brian? Uh, you met him at a Vladimir's thing. Sure. And now I, I, yeah, that's right. I've seen him play. So I mean, it's just like I, that feels super old. I think that kid he, probably wasn't even born then. Oh no, no, she was born in at the end of '07, beginning of '08. <laughs> She'll be sixteen early next year, so Yeah. My 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 nephew is studying to be an anesthesiologist and I still think he's like sixteen. Yeah, it's just it's you blink and all of a sudden you know, everybody's gotten a lot older all of a sudden. Or if you're I guess it's if you're not paying attention. Like I mean, I can remember when he was up here and we were in me and like Del was in the car and he had he was. He would not stop doing his impression of Sean Connery from the the the. Uh, last Dragon. No, Sean Connery wasn't in the Last Dragon. Was he? The Rock. Oh, yeah, Dragonheart. No. What was the, what was Dragonheart? Dragonheart. No, Dragonheart. I am the Last Dragon. No, 
It was uh, what's the Elliot Ness movie? The Untouchable. The dragon. Yes, Elliot Ness rode a dragon. That's how he brought down the bad guys. And he would he kept saying, "That's the Irish way," <laughs> and he would do it in that crappy Irish accent. The dragon wasn't Irish in that movie. That was Bane you're thinking of. Oh, that, I mean, it did sound like Bane. <laughs> I mean, McBain. Yeah, we laughed at it, so he thought that it was funny, so he kept doing yeah, it yeah. for the entire trip that he was up here. I think we've all made that mistake at least once. Yeah, yeah. Don't encourage a kid. No, I mean, the repeating something over and over because you think it's funny. If I keep on hammering on a joke, it doesn't get funny. Oh, I think you know. <laughs> I think you know, and I think you you plan accordingly. Oh, allegedly he knows. Yeah. See, that that's what I'm saying. Allegedly, that this, even this episode, repetitions, you know, sometimes funny, but not always. Mm. Only when it's we. It's the do rule it. of threes. After three times, it gets funnier and funnier. Only when we do it, Frank. Only when we do it. Don't leave. I'm leaving. Stop it! Come back. Bye, Craig. Tell Craig. Bye. Frank, tell him to come back. He's got things to do. He doesn't. Sure he does. Why would he be leaving if he didn't have things to do? Because he doesn't like us. <laughs> Why wouldn't he like you, Mike? I don't know. That's what I tell my therapist, Greg. Huh. Why don't they like me? <laughs> Why don't they like me? That's my battle cry. Why don't you like me? Love me. <laughs> So I run into battle with my sword held high and say, why don't you like me? I mean, it could be that, you know, you're running at him with a sword. That might be why they don't like it. Yeah. That's, I mean, it seems reasonable anyway. I'm drawing a car driving through. I'm drawing a car and a giant pug driving, running through a house. A car with a pug? Uh, it sprinkles the giant pug. And also the magical Mercedes Benz from Grumble. Oh, okay. Both, both drive, both going through a house. Together or opposite directions? Together. Okay. They are teaming up. First they fight, then they team up. That's the way it works. First misunderstanding and then loving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just got an email that said, Welcome to Open Enrollment. For um, healthcare, yeah. I thought you were already enrolled. Uh, well, you got to renew for twenty twenty four. Did Julie help you with that at all, or did you just do it yourself? I just did it myself. I didn't know Julie was ever supposed to help me. No, she just does that a lot with some people because she was helping a lot of people back when it started. Oh, I um, yeah, I, I got to figure out what's going on this year because my. They are the the place I've already enrolled with. Mm-hmm. Sent me a letter saying that it's going to go up even more again this year. And um, the problem is, is I don't know. I can't get much cheaper without just why bother having insurance levels? You know. Sure. Like yeah. if my deductible's five to ten grand or something like that, there I might as well just not have insurance. Um. So it's yeah, it's one of those things where it takes it takes me all month to figure out what the hell I'm I'm actually going to do. Like, and for all I know, 2024 might be a year where I wind up not having insurance. So I hope 2024 turns out to be good. 
2023 was kind of rough. I, yeah. I do what I can, but... 2023 is where I'm I... I'm a different person now. You're what? <laughs> I am a different person now. Yeah. I, I think I broke myself in 2022, and 2023 was basically after the aftermath, I guess. You know, it was me... Yeah, sure. Me paying for 2022, essentially. What I would like to do this year... Oh, we're doing New Year's... uh, Not resolutions. No, 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 no. This isn't a resolution. This is just something I would like to do. I would like to come down there and maybe spend a long weekend, if not like a week, and make some music with you and also get a Brian Level tattoo. Right on. Is he working in a shop? He does have a shop. Okay. I wasn't sure if he was... Luminot. That's right. I forgot. But I would like to do that. And I don't know when... I've been wanting to do it for a while. But, you know, uh, my my schedule has been a lot easier lately. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be like. I, but I also know that uh, I've better at just making things happen rather than worrying about my schedule so yeah it's so it's just more of a matter of when you say it's okay and when you have no spiders in the house so maybe a winter thing is (laughs) yeah i don't i don't think the you know that spider thing ain't gonna happen that's that's better because i'm gonna burn your house down if i get spidered i mean i i think yeah i mean they they toned down in the winter, but even in the winter, they're still around. Yeah, damn, do you not, like, have, like, spray or something? What do you want me to do, bomb the whole house? Or something, that yeah. Leaves, but that leaves residue. There should not be rampant spiders running around your house. I'm not saying they're rampant, I'm just saying that there's always... It sounded like they were rampant. There are always spiders around, is what I'm saying. That sounds like rampant spiders. If Dude, there are always spiders around, there are always spiders everywhere, Mike. Your office, no. your house, your car, everywhere. They have the good uh, sense not to show their faces. Well, I didn't say they were showing themselves. I'm just saying that there are always oh, spiders around. Okay, so what you're telling me is that there's there are spiders in your house. You just don't see them. Because that's a totally different story than what you've been feeding me. No, I with. There are spiders all over your house all the time. I see a lot of spiders, but there are more that I don't see. And I, I don't know if it being a Schrodinger spider makes it better or worse. Because, you know, it's the spiders you don't see. It's always better. It's the spiders you don't see that get you. Yeah, you know, that's kind of true. <laughs> if you can see them, they don't hurt you. <laughs> yeah, the ones that climb up in my bed and bite me in the middle of the night. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. That's true. You got a real Schrodinger spider. That's what he just said, smartass. <laughs> Allegedly. Anyway. So, yeah, we'll work it out. I got to, you know, that gives me extra motivation to actually straighten a place up so I got some place for you to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take your bed and you're going to sleep on the couch. Uh, no. Whoa! Hardcore. What if I bring an air mattress? That would probably mean the spiders get me quicker. <laughs> um, well, I, I, have, I have air mattresses. I could bring one with me. It wouldn't be a bad idea to pack one, but 
Yeah, I'll do that. I'll just bring an air mat. I'll make it easy on you. I um, but if I can get my, I've got like a full size futon up in my work area upstairs, but it's currently oh. covered in stuff. I wouldn't mind sleeping. That sounds like that would be Spider Central, though. It's just it's got missile uh, because hardly anybody comes over here, so I just set things down now instead of putting them away. It, you, know. you realize you don't have to clean up. Like I'm not going to make fun of your dirty house. Oh, I guarantee you will make fun of my dirty house. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, okay, that's okay. Let me put it another <laughs> way. I'm not going to, not in any real way. <laughs> like I honestly don't care. I would just do it to make you feel bad. Right, right. I mean, we know this, so yeah, that's what I mean. We know this. But um, no, it's not just about appearances. I mean, I need to make it make room. Is what I mean to say. You know. Okay. Yeah. Because otherwise. You know, where will you lay your head? Well, like I said, I would bring a uh, a air mattress. Right, but I have to have the floor open enough for an air mattress, too. It won't be hard. You just move stuff to a corner. That's not hard. (laughs) We'll work it out. Yeah, not hard. I'm I'm just saying that these are things, steps I have to take. I'm not saying it's hard, you know. It's all right. It's all right. Shamu is a mysterious whale. Shamu is a mysterious whale. Poor Shamu. Mistreated, misunderstood. I mean, is Shamu still alive? No. No? Can't be. I don't remember anybody saying Shamu was dead. You'd think you'd hear about that. Shamu's a mysterious whale. (laughs) Um, That's true. That's true. Oh, I mean, gosh. She was captured in 1965. Surely orcas don't live that long. How long do orcas live? I, well, I, I'm not an orca orcaologist. Well, too bad neither of us are near supercomputers that can find out every bit of information we've ever wanted to know in our lives. Oh, Shamu died in 1971. What? Yeah. Shamu was dead before any of us even heard of her? Yeah. That's weird. They just merchandise the shit out of her for... So was that Shamu 2 that we were all knowing? I don't know. I, I don't know. No, seriously. Did did you even hear the word Shamu until, like, the the 80s, the mid to late 80s? I mean, I might have heard it in the 70s, but it, I wouldn't have recognized it as being anything until the late 70s, it's early you're 80s. You're saying she was dead before 1980. She was dead before I was born. That's crazy. Then know. who were they talking about? Shamu. They named them all Shamu? And she was just Shamu 1? Yeah. I, the Wikipedia entry doesn't like show... A little helper situation. Let me see. Let me look up the uh, disambiguation of Shamu. Because um. if she died in the 70s, it doesn't make any sense that we even know what her name was. So, yeah, Wikipedia is only listing one Shamu whale. That's weird. That doesn't make sense. I mean, there is a... How do we even know who Shamu is? Must have been popularized in reruns? Well, she was she was seriously like the 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 mascot for SeaWorld when I was a kid. Yeah, they had, a, they had the... the mascot if she was dead. They were, uh, they were, let's see, the Shamu show was a series of shows that was put on. So maybe that... How? How? <laughs> I mean, let me see. I'm trying to see uh, 
The original Shamu died in 71, but the name was trademarked by SeaWorld and has been given to different orcas over the years. Okay, so that is like, a Santa's little helper. There's multiple Sea Worlds. Did you think Shamu was at all of them? No! Why would I think that? Shamu was a very good driver. Just thought she was alive. I didn't think she was existing in two places at once. Um, and now SeaWorld has ended their orca breeding program and phased out their orca shows. That I knew. Yeah. In fact, I was kind of surprised when we were in uh, Southern California when I went to the Danny Elfman show and we saw SeaWorld because we were staying near it. And I was like, oh, that's weird that they're even still open. Because what really fucked up, though, that Danny Elfman has Shamu. Yeah, Danny Elfman has Shamu's bones. Allegedly. Yeah. The original Shamu? He, you know what? He created that special xylophone made out of Shamu's bones. <laughs> oh. That he plays during the Nightmare Before Christmas. Well, that's freaky deaky. It is freaky, but that's the way he likes it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you see how he rolls? Mm-hmm. Uh, freak gonna freak. Freak gonna freak, exactly. And I'm still, I'm trying to find out how long... Orcas actually live. 400 years. Or indefinitely if they're trademarked, I guess. Yeah, I mean, well, not indefinitely. There is a... a not like when they got saggy fin. Saggy fin? I don't even know what that is. Remember how it, like, curled around at the top? No. That's what happens when they're... In oh, when the like dorsal three. fin flips. Yeah, yeah like that means really. they're unhealthy, yeah. Yeah, uh, I do know what you're talking about. Uh, let's see if I can find lifespan. Oh, the lifespan of wild females is 50 to 80 years for an orca. Okay. So about so, the same as a human. Yeah. Um, there you go. Now we know about Shamu and other whales. Did you know that Susanna Hoffs has a signature Rickenbacker? No. Is it, what's special about it? Uh, I don't know. It look, just looks like the John Lennon one. The Paisley one? John Lennon doesn't have a Paisley Rickenbacker. He... Your Paisley is George. No, in, in the 60s he used Paisley a lot on stuff. I'm mm. pretty sure the Beatles had uh, a Rickenbacker. Paisley. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Mm. I'm trying to look up hers. I was just thinking of the black one. He had a little, it was a smaller one. It wasn't like the big, uh, big version. Oh. Rickenbackers are pricey instruments, man. They're, they're they are not, uh, I do not think they, uh, match the value versus price. Dang. I'm, I, honestly. No, no, I'm looking, I'm sorry, I was saying dang because I'm looking at a pretty hot picture of her with a Rickenbacker. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, She's they uh, same pretty much. She got that Dick Clark thing going on. I don't know. She just doesn't age. I don't. <laughs> There's a lot of people that don't age. Or maybe, yeah, I don't, maybe this is an older picture. They probably know. get together and sacrifice virgins. Well, that's like Paul Rudd and uh, Ming Na Wen, and they all. Allegedly. Are we, are we still doing that? Phrasing? I mean, you started it. 
What did you send to me? I think this is actually an older picture. Oh, that is an older picture, but that is the guitar. I'm looking at. I'm actually looking at her signature guitar yeah. now. It's got uh, that cool kind of uh, the binding. It's like checkerboardy instead of just being like a solid ivory binding. That's not a dress. That's like a cat suit. Is it? Yeah. I can't tell where this. Oh, yeah. I guess so. Weird. I. Uh, is that weird though that? Like, she plays a guitar with her own name on it prominently in the front. Like, Yeah, I have not seen the signature guitars where it just says it on the pick guard. Like, <laughs> yeah, like so big. Like, yeah. You know? Guess whose guitar this is? Uh-huh. Like, you know, I guess if somebody runs off. Well, now, now that it's a signature, though, if anybody could have it. Uh, I own a signature guitar. Whose? Emily Wolf. Why does her name sound familiar? Uh, she's not somebody a lot of people know about. She's like a, a blues rock guitarist. Hmm. What kind of guitar is it? It's a uh, a Gibson Sheraton. Oh, okay. I, I think we've talked about this before, and that's why the name yeah, sounded familiar. Yeah, talked about it. That would make sense. It's a very, very nice guitar for not as much money as most guitars are. It's sorry. I'm still looking at Susanna Hoff pictures, um, and like she was very 80s in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Like if you think 80s, like girls, that's uh, she is what they look like. You know. Mm-hmm. So was that like a? What came first? Did people look like that because she looked like that, or did she look like that because that's what people looked like then? think it's both. I'm sure she was something of an icon. Bengals were pretty big there for a while in the mid-80s. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a long time, but yes. Definitely. I mean, she got her own movie. What was she in? The All-Nighter. You remember The All-Nighter? I don't think I do. She was in a movie called The All-Nighter. I've never seen it. Who was it? Oh, no, that was uh, Tony Basil that was in that horror movie. Oh, Slaughterhouse Rock? Yeah, yeah where she's playing a ghost yeah. or whatever. She's been in a lot of movies. She was in Rockula. Yeah, yeah. She plays Rockula's mom. Makes sense. <laughs> I will never forget Rockula for what they did to Bo Diddley. What'd they do to Bo Diddley? They made him wear a gold lame like uh, biker shorts. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine Bo Diddley doing that? They make him what he wants. Well, that's the thing. I can't imagine a world where Bo Diddley wanted to do that. I mean, he did it, so he must have wanted it. I don't know. That's the thing. You're right. I don't know. He may have wanted to do it. But, I mean, obviously he did it. Right. I mean. But he was... Probably like seventy years old when he did it. So I mean, who knows what is like addled old man brain or? <laughs> How do you know he had an addled old man brain? I I'm saying I don't. I said who knows. I'm just trying to look out for Bo Diddley in the past. <laughs> the man made his choices, Mike. 
He did make, that's a good point. You are right. I will just go with that. He made his choices, and I will shut up. Now, weirdly, I cannot find the picture of him in those shorts on Google. You can't? You I, can't find Bo Diddley and Rockula? I looked up, I used Bo Diddley Rockula, figure, figuring that if a picture was going to come up, it would be that one. There's a scene where Rockula raps, and Bo Diddley is wearing gold lame shorts. Maybe Actually, I'm... he's wearing a gold lame singlet, like a wrestling outfit. Uh, a gold singlet? Oh, see, now the singlet's better than shorts, though. Is it? Well, yeah, I mean, there's a different connotation from just wearing, like, a... Fucking Bo Diddley. He deserves a little more respect. You know. He's got his own beat. Do you have your own beat? Have they named a fucking drum beat after you? They have not named a drum beat after me. That's right. They did for Bo Diddley, though. They did. Bo knows Diddley. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay, I'm I'm still not seeing any pictures of him in that, which is weird, because you think that would be one of the first things that would pop up. I wonder if I have my safe search up too high. <laughs> oh, no, my safe search is off, and it's still not coming up. Hmm. Maybe gold shorts instead of singlet? How about gold shorts and Rockula? I don't know. You know, it's not often I'm this stymied when I'm actually looking for a picture somewhere. I'm honestly surprised, too. Because I'm searching, too, and I don't see it. That's bizarre, isn't it? I wonder if maybe Bo Diddley... Is he still alive? No, he's been dead. Okay. I wonder if Bo Diddley's estate, like, got rid of everything. They searched the internet and took sent takedown notices everywhere. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Was Tony Basil on Rockula too? I just said that. That's right, you did. She was the mom. That's right. And I said, makes sense. I got distracted by my Bo Diddley search. I, you know. Well, look who's the better data miner. Oh, where is it? And I guess they weren't gold lame shorts. They were, it was more like a gold lame wife beater. He's wearing black biker shorts. Oh, you can barely tell what's on in this picture. Super. He's wearing a gold lame cape, that's for sure. That is for sure. And he's got some sort of disc thing on his belt? Yeah, cause he's supposed to, he, they made him look like a, a flavor flame. Which is even more embarrassing. Hmm. I, yeah. I guess if you're... Nah, I'm not going to make any excuses for that. He's the DJ on The Vampire was the name of the song. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. I've never had any real great love of it in particular. No, because it fucking sucks. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, of course. It, Canon. Well. Oh. No. Anyway, all right. I think we've we've talked a lot. We're this done. We're done. We've been talking for an hour and a half. That's longer than most of our things. 
Oh, yeah, you know, sometimes we do that on catch-up weeks. You need to go home. Right on. It's a, it's a Wednesday. There's things to do. Not really. Well, anyway. Um, all right. So you can reach us at crankcast.com, crankcast at gmail.com. Mike's website is ihatemike.com. Uh, Battlepugs at battlepug.com. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I have no idea what's in stores this week. Neither do I. So, yeah, we'll talk to There's everybody soon. There, go to uh, showmaker.mst3k.com. Go to battlepod.threadless.com. Go to fourstarstudios.com. Uh, is that still a website? It is. Does it's it get not updated? updated. But it will be eventually. Huh. Doesn't have any of the new guys on it. Still has a bunch of the old guys. I know. I think Chris Burns still on there. <laughs> he was in a thread I was email thread I was in recently for a Kyle Strom book. Hmm. He did a Kyle Strom did another uh, horror anthology. Oh yeah, he never asked me to do a. Had La Mancha in it. Well, you know what? I'm gonna send some threats to to Mr. Kyle Brown. Yeah, well, maybe that'll prompt him to do a third volume. Maybe. Yeah, I think he already is. Oh, is he? I didn't actually letter any of the stories in that, but I lettered the. It's got like Crypt Keeper like interstitials. With a, what's her name? I can't remember what the mascot's name for the book is. Oh, I don't know. I'm not going to read it because he didn't ask me. <laughs> Mike carries a grudge. Mm. Better than anybody. I got that upper body strength for grudges. Yeah. Anyway, so I uh, hope everybody has a good week and, you know, next week and stuff. Yeah, what he said. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.